Own Your Creativity, Episode 89. This is the Own Your Creativity Podcast, and I'm your host, Elizabeth Johnston, the Story Coach. Leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors hire me to capitalize on their wisdom because most are unsure of the value of their personal experience, confused about how to be authentic, and lack the confidence to share their stories. So I coach them on how to activate their creativity and release their stories. Because bottom line, once you own your creativity, you take the lead. Health Organization just recently recognized that workplace burnout is a disease. The symptoms are listed as the following. One, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Two, increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. And three, reduced professional efficacy. How many of you can relate to those feelings? Now, the who is careful to underscore the fact that these symptoms are related to your feelings towards your job and your career, and they should not be applied to describe experiences in other areas of your life. But let's be honest, how many of you listen to those symptoms and maybe you're not working, maybe you're in school or retired or on a break, and you thought to yourself, hmm, that kind of sounds like me. I feel like that sometimes. So it may not be full-blown burnout that you're feeling, but your intuition is telling you that you may be getting close to that edge and it's something that you need to pay attention to. You know what I mean, right? And when you feel that way, you cannot be creative, which ironically is exactly what you need to do in order to get back to a place where you feel good about your day, whatever it is that you do to fill it up and occupy yourself. So... You're not at the burnout stage, but you're not really excited about your job either or what's going on in your life. There's a reason for that. A study done in Britain that surveyed over 10,000 people found that only 17% felt happy in their jobs most of the time. That leaves a whopping 83% who are unhappy at work. And the reason they are unhappy? According to this study, it was because they were not playing to their strengths at work. Whatever job they had wasn't allowing them to bring their creative gifts to work. So there was this separation between what they did for money and paying the bills and who they really were. In effect, they had to be someone else or at least suppress who they really were for a huge amount of time. You know, when you consider that we are awake for about 16 hours a day and half of that, eight hours, is doing our job, then half of the time, 50% of the time that we're awake, we're not authentic. We're not being who we really are and we're not able to bring all of our strengths and all of our gifts into what we're doing on a daily basis. That is so sad, don't you think so? And so who wouldn't feel exhausted having to keep that pretense up all of the time or 50% of our waking hours? It's astonishing really when you think about it. A few years ago, I started feeling a little bit exhausted at work. Now my work, I have to admit, is awesome. 
I teach people how to write their stories, whether it's memoir or screenplays or poetry or life writing. It's a creative and hugely rewarding job. But I'm human. (laughs) And I started feeling tired and I would say I was verging on burnout. And when I stopped to think about it and why I was feeling that, because like I said, I have this amazing job. I loved my job then and I still love my job now. But when I started to think about it, I realized it was because I wasn't making room in my life for my own creativity. And I realized that in order to start feeling better, I had to prioritize things in my life so that there was time for me to explore my own creativity, not just continually helping others to own their creativity. I had to own my creativity too. It's not something that you can just do once and then somehow it works on its own. You know, we're not ever ready batteries. Just plug in those batteries and creativity goes crazy. No, we have to fill up our own creative well on a regular basis. It's like a muscle that we have to keep toned. And so when we do fill up our creative well, we have that much more to give others. We're much happier in our day-to-day life and we can keep on giving as long as we give to ourselves first, then we have almost limitless amounts of gifts and wisdom that we can share with the world, whether it's at work or with our friends in our personal life. And so I found that once I made room in my life for my creativity and carried through on this project that I started at that time, I felt so much better. Nurturing my creativity now is an ongoing consistent thing that I do in my life. Whenever I start a new year or a new session or a new semester, I always create a new schedule and I put in me time, creative time. I have to schedule it in. It's one of those important things that really needs to get done. And so I have to consciously make room and space in it for my life and in my schedule. And so I found that when I did that, I actually 10x'd the enjoyment and competence and confidence across the board in my life. It really was phenomenal. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that something that appeals to you? Would you like to have more energy, more enjoyment, more confidence in your life? Would you like to make room in your life for your creativity? Well, I've got great news for you then, because I have put together a free event just for you. It's the Audacious Author 5-Day Challenge. How to liberate the audacious author in you, five steps to live up to your creative potential. You'll be amazed at the progress you'll make in just five days. We start on July 15, and to join in on the fun, all you have to do is go to my website, ownyourcreativity.com, and sign up. That's it. So exciting! Now, next on the show today is my interview with fellow Fearless Summit speaker, Erin C. Mahoney. She'll be speaking at the summit in Montreal on August 17th, along with me and 11 other awesome ladies. To get your ticket for the summit in August, go to bit.ly forward slash Fearless Montreal. That's all one word, lowercase. 
In today's interview, you'll get a little taste of the inspiration that Aaron delivers on Big Time. Aaron is a motivational speaker, empowerment expert, and international best-selling author. She has extensive experience in various industries with a primary focus on self-worth, leadership, and communication. Erin served as a medic in the United States Air Force, both stateside and overseas. She is a contributing writer for Aspire magazine and has been featured as one of Boston's most inspirational stories. She also serves on the Women Veterans Network Steering Committee for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and is an Emotional Freedom Technique, EFT, tapping coach. Erin is passionate about helping others discover their own bright light. She inspires and motivates people to step outside of their comfort zone, do what feels exciting, dream big, and live a life that has positive impact on the world. Here's our interview. Enjoy! Hello everybody and welcome to the Own Your Creativity podcast. I'm really excited today to be talking to Erin Mahoney. Welcome Erin. Hello Elizabeth, thank you. I'm so excited to be with you and your audience today. All right, let's jump into the questions. Why do you believe it's important for people to own their creativity? I believe it's important for people to own their creativity because um, we all have different gifts. And when we're in our creative state, we are, are more open to sharing our gifts. And I feel even from my own experience and the people that I work with, um, when you're being creative, you're usually at the top of your game. You're, you know, we're always evolving. And so we have to nurture that, you know, creative spirit and let it out. I think that's so important what you said that we have to nurture it because people often think, well, either I am creative or I'm not. It's like I have talent or I don't have talent. It's just like a, you know, but really everybody is creative, but it's like a muscle. You know, you do have to uh, nurture it. You do have to uh, work, you know, work on it and work out with it uh, for, for it to actually real, really uh, realize its full potential. Right, absolutely. I work a lot with people and they'll come and say, you know, I'm, I'm blocked. I can't get past this thing. But are we creating enough time and space to allow ourselves to be creative, right? Most of us need to get quiet yeah. uh, to be creative. And so that's in this world that with so much noise, right, it's very difficult for us to, for people to hone in on that. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. So how do you feel that sharing your stories helps you be a better leader? Uh, for me, I was in the military, and I feel like I've always been um, kind of a motivator. I, I I have the gift of gab, as my mom used to say, and I'm going to look at that as a gift. So I like to share things and get people excited, and that's one way that I lead. And um, my story, you know, we all have many stories, but um, the story about self-worth and what I will be sharing at the Fearless Women Summit is um, really about grounding into who you are and loving our flaws. And so for me personally, when I am able to share my flaws and be vulnerable, I know that there are other people in the room that are um, are benefiting from that, whether it's that they feel that they're not alone or it resonates with them. If it helps them to be more brave and courageous, then I feel like that's helping me to lead in a really big way. Yeah. And I think that, that it's really important that we do share our stories so that other people can see how other people solved issues or rose above circumstances. Because sometimes when you're in the middle of things, you, you can't see a way out. But then you hear somebody else's story. and It may not be exactly your situation, but the method or the approach or something in how they solved it can inspire us. 
Right. Absolutely. For myself personally, I just, um, I just as an example, and you're so right, I couldn't agree more. Um, I used to really struggle to read and, um, you know, it was something I felt very embarrassed about and there was shame around that. And the more I talk about that in open settings, when I do speaking, there are so many people that feel like that. You know, I became the funny girl because that was a really good way to get kicked out of the classroom and not be called on to read aloud. So playing into our strengths, um, you know, it made me uh, very resilient. It made me a really hard worker because things didn't come easy. And so I think when we share these kinds of very personal stories, uh, it helps us to relate to other human beings and, and hopefully helps them to feel inspired to to be uncomfortable and, and just embrace who they are. Mm. And what do you like most about sharing your story with an audience when you get up on the stage? What's the thing you like um, most? I like to... Um, you know, I like to have fun. I like to make people laugh a little bit. I don't really feel like I take myself too, too seriously. Uh, but I like to help people to realize that we have choices. Every, sing- every single moment we are presented with choices. And I like to help them to hold their energy in a way that makes them feel really good. You know, really breaking down uh, things and helping people to realize they don't have to be so difficult. Uh, that life can be really fun and light and um, because we don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. So why not have a great time with it? Yeah, exactly. You know? So what's the number one reason people really need to come to the Fearless Women's Summit in Montreal this August? Well, I think there are so many reasons. Now, trying to find one was hard, um, posed with that question. But I think because it's going to be a day full of inspiration, um, but also just energy strategies and tools that will be uh, shared. So many dynamite women. But I think it's a great way for people to carve out time and space for themselves to really, I feel like these summits are really about personal and professional development. It's all in what you take from it. So, you know, helping people to really say, you know, come into the summit and be a hundred percent in and, and uh, block out the noise, let the doors close behind you and just, um, you know, let the women that are speaking and sharing be of service to you. Um, because that's why I think I go and I, and yeah. I don't know if that's, you know, aligned in your mission, but really I want to be a woman of service. And if I feel like some of um, my pain points can help others to heal and, and live a better life or feel more brave and courageous or whatever it might be for them, then, um, then that's good work. Yeah, um, I agree and, with you. And I think that most people don't realize that they do have wisdom that they can share so that they can be of service. You know, I really think like our gifts are only gifts when we share them. You know, if we keep them to ourselves, they're not gifts. You know, we're just hoarders. <laughs> right, but, you right. know, we, we need to, to share those gifts for them to, to make an impact on people out there, but also for us too, because we grow the more that we share and impact other people. Right. No doubt about it. I feel like, um, you know, I just did a speaking um, engagement and uh, there was a it was a veterans speaking engagement and there was a World War Two veteran um, woman there. And she said to me after she was amazing and she was very complimentary. And and she said, you know, you're so brave and thank you for speaking. You know, and I um, she was in a wheelchair and I leaned down. We ended up having about an hour long conversation and I left feeling so full of joy because I had spent time and space with her. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, you're you're the one that's amazing. You cracked the door open for women like myself. And I know you have served in Canada and Elizabeth. And so, you know, I feel like it's 
you know, a woman that, that went into the service in 1945. Wow. I mean, she's the pioneer, the, the warrior, the, yeah. the change maker, the maverick. And, um, and so I think when women share their stories and their experiences, um, it's just very powerful. It really is. That, that story gave me goosebumps. <laughs> to it, that, it, that it was woman. an amazing experience. Um, and she, she told me a story about when she, she was in World War II, but also in Vietnam. And they um, had this thing where it was heart to heart and where, um, you know, women uh, nurses or if they had a lot of casualties, sometimes they would just give their comrade a hug and intentionally put their hearts together. You know, for that quick moment of, I am not alone, and I am here with you, and um, wow. pretty pretty amazing. It really is. Wow. Okay, so changing tax now. This is the yeah. fun question. This is the last question. And uh, so I have uh, a series of cards here, and there's five okay. of them. And uh, I'll show you all five, and you pick which card that you want, and then I'll read you the question that's in the card. Okay? All right, sounds all right. fun. So we have Rocking Horse. We have... A, pan, a polar bear with a bird on its head, and we have another polar bear in a sweater. We have a cardinal and penguins. So, which one did you? I have to go with the cardinal. Okay, okay. That seems to be a really popular one. Okay. The question is Describe the color yellow to someone who is blind. The color yellow. It is um, bright. Oh, they're blind, right? So the color yellow feels like joy. It feels like energy, uh, openness, uh, freedom, uh, excitement. Oh, that's lovely. That's how I think I would explain it yeah. to someone that doesn't have their vision. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I'm really looking forward to meeting you in August. I know. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. And um, when I get my podcast up and running, you've inspired me. Uh, you will be one of the first ladies. Oh, wonderful. Thank you yes, so much. And I can't wait to meet you in Montreal. And I hope lots of people from your audience uh, join us uh, for the Fearless Summit. Thanks for listening today. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the show. What was your biggest takeaway? Did you have an aha moment? What was it? Did you start to make room in your life for creativity? And if so, how did you do that? Any other thoughts you have about writing and creativity? We'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on my Podbean account at bit.ly forward slash the OYC podcast, all lowercase and all one word. Or send me an email to info at ownyourcreativity.com. And if you haven't joined the Audacious Author 5-Day Challenge yet, there's still time. It's been so much fun, we're keeping it going for another round. Join the fun and be part of the group by signing up on my website, ownyourcreativity.com. That's it for today's show. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, own your creativity and take the lead. <laughs>